Hey all, this is a theme that really touches home base with me. Shelter in place and stay at home orders across the globe have had an impact on a very important aspect of modern society, education. There is so much to be said, thought about, planned and done on this subject that I can only draft out a rough introduction here, open a conversation and hope to contribute from my own little corner of the world. I'll just jump in and we'll see where this goes. Children and young people around the world have been confined to their homes, their schools temporarily closed down because of the real possibility of these institutions becoming petri dishes for the COVID-19 virus. This shutdown of schools means that kids have suddenly been removed from traditional institutionalized educational settings and thrust, unprepared, into homeschooling settings. A lot of problems have arisen from the school shutdowns. There are the really serious ones involving kids who only get hot meals thanks to school breakfast and lunch programs and who are now not eating nutritious meals. There are other, probably equally serious issues such as socialization, supervision, compliance with educational objectives. Other problems involve the lack of infrastructure, unequal access to reliable internet connections, lack of attendance accountability, dependence on homework-like tasks instead of actual tutoring or teaching. The actual list of obstacles to overcome is long and complex. In this first look at dealing with distance learning, though, I'd like to focus on two essential parts of the equation, the students themselves and their parents. For this discussion, I'm going to concentrate on that segment of the population who enjoy the advantages of having a reliable connection to the Internet, have appropriate apparatus for connecting, a tablet or home computer, and count on a dedicated learning institution with administrators and teachers working hard to continue education despite the restrictions on physical classroom attendance. The first part is the students themselves. I think we can agree that there are many levels of students trapped at home and missing class. Let's say that the students who are most at risk are those who are in grade school and perhaps junior high or middle school. This would be the first grade through the eighth grade. Especially those littler ones from grades one to five, the presence of the authority figure of the teacher, the structured atmosphere of the classroom, is somewhat important or has been up to now. Children of these ages are still trying to wrap their heads around the importance of time schedules, of listening carefully, of following instructions and producing acceptable work based upon what they have learned in class. The need for supervision and active stimulation for these kids is evident. Though the majority of first to fifth graders are probably eager to learn and appreciative of the recognition of their progress, Having been suddenly shoved into a distance learning situation probably has an impact on their personal motivation. Sitting alone at the kitchen table and looking at a tablet, then doing some kind of educational task or playing with an educational application is a dramatic change from rushing into the classroom with their mates, having to hush when the teacher begins, and watching the minute hand on the clock slowly tick towards mid-morning recess. They may be at the outset of learning the ropes of structured education, but by the fifth grade they pretty much understand the rules. That understanding doesn't mean that they will always follow those rules when left to their own devices. Sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are probably a little further along the road of personal responsibility towards their own education. 
With proper bringing up at home about being responsible, doing their chores, being polite, and recognizing accomplishments, these kids are probably better candidates for individual kitchen table study. Even so, where's recess? Where's the nearly unbearable decibel level in the cafeteria? Where are those little puppy love romances? Where are those latest raves in shoes, hairstyles, torn jeans? One of the biggest concerns about distance learning has always been the alone factor. People being social animals, learning alone at the kitchen table has always carried the risk of being a catalyst for dropping out. The lack of personal interaction with other students, and more importantly, with the teacher, leads to an eroding of motivation to participate in the program. Even with multi-screen Zoom chat classrooms, students can continue to feel that they are not really accompanied in their quest for knowledge. But wait, what about the parents? Aren't they there to help support their children in this new educational adventure? Well, yes and no. Parents tend to be juggling two very complex and usually full-time jobs. One is the real job they need to do to bring home the bread. The other is the understood job of bringing up their children. For hundreds of years, the job of educating those children has been delegated to institutions known as schools. Children can be easily packaged up with a bag lunch, put on a yellow bus, and shipped off to a place where, for several hours, they get an education from licensed professionals known as teachers. Parents, like kids, have been suddenly shoved into a new reality. Some can do the real job from home, which means that during a certain period of time they themselves are staring blankly at a computer screen and trying to concentrate on what they are expected to do to accomplish. Others must still go out into the world and do the real job at a workplace. In both cases, the parent is not available to supervise, even police, the education of their child. Parents also need to tend to bringing up their children. That includes feeding them, bathing them, getting them to bed on time, getting them out of bed before noon, restricting TV time, ensuring family time, teaching personal responsibility, empathy, teamwork, and just generally loving them. While doing this bringing up job, parents are not available to supervise, even police, the education of their child. Another important aspect to consider is that the majority of parents are not teachers. Only 3.2 million people are teachers in the United States, just a little over 1% of the adult population. That means 99% of the parents out there are not teachers. That means they have been thrust into a role they are not particularly prepared for. So, when those parents do find a space between their real job and the bringing up job, they may become frustrated by not knowing just how to help their children learn. Let alone remember those algebra classes that took place in their own lives 10 to 15 years earlier. Let alone remember how to conjugate French verbs. Let alone remember the capital cities or principal export products of all the South American countries. And how about state capitals and state birds and flowers and what the Constitution really says about civic life? To ensure that the homeschooling option is a valid option, both for the students and the parents, these, among other aspects, will need to be addressed. How will we keep students accountable to participating actively in their education? How will we deal with the alone factor that demotivates students studying at home? 
How can we help parents to adjust to the new role they must assume as homeschooling facilitators? That's just a small sample of the questions that we need to be asking ourselves. Those are areas that educational planners, administrators, and teachers should include in their preparation for current and future homeschooling challenges. Educating our youth at arm's length is possible. It's nothing new. Perhaps it's not been attempted at the scale we are presently expected to execute. However, it can be done. Those of us who are teachers know the importance of preparation. This is just another layer of preparation that not only can be done, will need to be done. You're listening to Radio Revolution.